Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. I am. And first of all, we got a voicemail from John Allen Large. So go ahead, John. Hi, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to your episode where you were chatting with Glenn Seal of Monkey Blood Design. Great to hear that they're getting a bit of more recognition at this year's Ennies as well. And obviously good to hear more about the Midlands. As you know, I'm a massive fan of it. Although when it comes to Great London, I'm a bit biased since I wrote a couple of the stretch goal sections for it, which obviously I'm grateful to Glenn for. But as you know, Midlands, one of my favourite settings. And it was great to hear the continuation of the how to get various monsters into it, you know, actually putting those questions to the the main man behind it. So just wanted to say, really enjoyed that episode. Thanks very much, dude. Take care and I'll catch you soon. Thank you, John. That was John from the Red Dice Diaries. And yeah, I've always, you know, blending blending characters into a game or introducing critters, I should say <laughs> monsters from to another game. Could be a little tricky. Yeah, I, my my mind always leans to the question of is this monster going to be a one-off or something that's in something recurring? It is going to is it going to be part of the natural flora and fauna of the world? I'm I'm of the mind that you can adapt any monster. Some of them fit better than others, but with some work you could probably adapt it, I guess. So there's that. That's what you got to think of. How's it going to fit into your world? Is it good? I mean, there's some monsters. Yeah, they'll fit, but they just kind of like they go against the tone of what you're doing because you got to think about what you're trying to what you're trying to present to the players. And if it's if it takes them out of the 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 game. If it takes them out of the mindset, they're, they're suspend. It, like any other entertainment, suspension of disbelief is king. And if you can't do that, then it's it's a, it's like a movie where something, where they set a tone of a movie, and something shows up that is like from another type or genre of movie or just something out of left field, where some of this stuff can take you right out of the movie. It doesn't have to be like a character. It could be a monster. It could be the way somebody's talking or something like that. But it takes you right out of the movie. And that's the same thing with, with monsters. you gotta, you got to see how they fit with the flora and fauna, of the, the ecosystem, as it were, of the campaign world. So you got to think about that. And that is pretty, that is pretty, pretty, pretty important. But thank you, John, for for saying for sending me that voicemail i'm as usual <laughs> at a loss for words for some reason when i'm behind the screen i'm not but here i can be so what the hey i wanted to talk about adapting characters to other game systems now i don't have i don't know if i have much on this but I'm going to try and fall back on a, a tried and true that I've expounded about on here many, many times. 
and that's the benchmark thing. Say you have a really cool character you've been running in a D&D &D game, and you want to use that same character for another game with a different type of system. Say you go from D&D &D to RuneQuest, or you go from D&D &D to Fantasy Hero, or something like that. I got this really, really cool, tough fighter that I want to use in Fantasy Hero that I've been playing in D&D &D for quite a while. Well, there's several directions you can go. And let me tell you that things like Fantasy Hero, the hero system, point-by systems are a little easier because they are kind of, they are kind of, they kind of tends toward the benchmark thing, like I always talk about, because it's all about benchmarks. Find out the benchmark of the game you're playing in the campaign you're playing, and then adapt as usual. Adapt as you can. Uh, see, sometimes, because I'm saying that the point-by systems are easy, like Hero, GURPS, other systems like that, because it involves buying stuff with points. And most, if not all, of the game masters I know who run Hero, who run GURPS, who run these other systems that have a point buy are always about, well, okay, you have a base, so many points you can make your character with, so much in offense, so much in defense. It comes from, you know, champions, it's a no-brainer, really. But you've got to... You've got to consider that, but it makes it easier because there's the baseline right there. There's the benchmark, and you just vary from that. But something like something like RuneQuest, base, you know, basic role playing, it's a percentile system, which is almost like 180 degrees from D and D. Not, I wouldn't say 180, but I mean there's percentiles in D and D. But you've just got to figure out what the benchmark is for a normal person there. Other games like Tunnels and Trolls, there's way on the other side where you just got to... Okay, here's the thing. You have two ways of going about this. You can either create another character with a different name who is very similar to this character using that new system if you can get the right kind of effect you want, or if you've got this beloved character, you just have to convert over to another system. The benchmarks help, but then you got to look at the character and decide what are, his, what are their strengths and weaknesses. What, is, what makes them, the character, what it is stat-wise? Now, we're just talking stat-wise here, okay? You know, you if you can if you convert a character to another system and it lacks the punch of the character you usually play in the base system like D and D, then it's not going to work for you. Also, you got to realize that you're probably going to start at whatever the equivalent of first level is. So this is not going to be as effective as a character you've, you say a, a fighter in D and D you've played since level one and he's now at level six. It's not going to be as effective. They talk about this in Champions because somebody, this is also goes for like legacy characters. Like I said, you know, if you want to play Spider-Man, you can't play Spider-Man as he is today. You got to play Spider-Man as he was when he first started because you will play in the equivalent of level one. 
So that's something you have to take in consideration. Understand what his offense, you know, his offense, defense, and movement. To me, that's one thing champions taught me. I always think of every character now I think of as offense, defense, and movement. And I think in D&D, I also think of melee or ranged, melee and ranged. But the, I, I don't know if that, I don't really think that's min-maxing. That's just making a making an all-around good character for you. But you've got to understand, too, that you've got to understand what your character's all about as far as physicality it goes how strong is he how dexterous is he what what kind of brains does he have things like that and you try and reflect that in the new system because that's only going to be half of your character right there but it's an important half because you've got to, he's got to be as at least minimally as effective a combat as your current legacy current character in the other game he's just not going to be as powerful He's not going to hit as hard. He will maybe defend as well, but, you know, not by much. So you've got to give, basically you've got to give the system a little leeway. Because this is a new system. This is a new, you've got to treat it as a new first level character. You're not going to get, you know, you can't, like my dad says, you always want to have your cake and eat it too. You're not going to have your cake and eat it too. You're going to get a first level character who has the potential of getting up to your sixth level character in D&D. Okay? So, you've got to think about that. And the other half is role playing. There is no, if you can, if you can stat out a character in a new system that will give you something reasonable that you can play and satisfies, you know, this is this is the guy. Then the other half is role playing. You just take that you take that personality and just put it on the other character because role playing it's on it's all on you. As a player, it's all on you. So you you've got to think about that too. So if you can okay, here's the summary. Find the benchmarks of the system you're using. Play to those benchmarks, whatever's, you know, above or below that, keeping in mind that this character will not be as experienced as your character in your home system, and just play the, play the character like you would in your, in his base system. That's what you do right there. It's the three things right there. So... I'm going to leave you with that because I'm going to go start my day. So go ahead and uh, think about that. If you want to talk to me about this or anything else, you can email me at oldmangrogner at gmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And we are monetized now, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. I'd also like to thank my backers, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, and Juan Carlos. You guys are great. I'm thinking of setting up uh, a, a, something. I don't. I don't like to do. Uh, Patreon is not for me, but I think I'm going to set up on Kofi. So I will keep you informed of that. That's another way you can contribute if you like. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Questions, comments. Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.